Hello, everyone, and welcome out to episode 90 of a Nerd Name Mark podcast. We are continuing October horror-themed episodes. Now, I noticed the way I enunciate the word horror. A lot of people think I'm saying horror. Uh, I'm not. This is not a month dedicated to horror-related content. Um, and obviously me saying all this stuff. Now I'm going to have to put the episode as explicit, but it's okay because I'm talking about fucking aliens and not the verb for the F word. Like, uh, so... Uh, this is, this is funny. So I do my due diligence, especially when talking about horror films. I want to get the right release dates and stuff like that. And I kind of organize my, my, my footnotes and everything on a nice Google doc. And, uh, when I was pre-played the episode and I was just like, man, I'm going to talk about this, this, this. And then I realized about 15 minutes into getting all my information together that it was starting to turn into an X-Files related episode only because I was talking so much so much stuff was like oh, I want to talk about this this and I'm like wait this is all X-Files related movies and episodes of the show I was like mm. I was like I might have to do an X-Files special because that would be a really long episode probably a two-parter and I I wouldn't consider X-Files a horror show like there were some scary episodes when I was a kid I would say it was more like a thriller, a mystery, stuff. Sometimes a techno thriller, which is a whole other subgenre that I would love to get into at some point. But I wanted to go strictly like extraterrestrial, alien-related horror films, and that's so. I was like, okay, X Files is going to be redacted, no pun intended, from this episode completely. So instead, uh, you know, I wanted to focus more on. Not like because there's so many subgenres for alien related horror films. Like you have, you know, you have the, the regular in, invasion style, then you have, you know, your action horror, then you have just like your found footage ones, you have your horror comedies, then you have, you know, completely like out there sci fi. Because yes, aliens count as extraterrestrials, count as science fiction. And there are science fiction horror films, but there are also science fiction alien related stuff that isn't scary like contact and stuff like that it's like no i don't so it's really tough to go through because i I realized a lot of my favorite alien related films were not horror related so trying to like fine tune and only pick up that so i was going to do something different i will talk about the horror element of all the of alien related films but i wanted to go into like a dive so to speak of just extra trust because you know it's not like the rise of like, you know, uh, the whole, uh, in alien film stuff didn't happen post, you know, 1947 with the whole Roswell, you know, New Mexico incident, uh, you know, horror film, like alien films have been around for a really long time. Even back to like the silent film era in the early 1900s, 1902, 1904. Then you got things like, technically speaking, Superman in this and that. He's an alien, but it's a comic book. It's not horror. But extraterrestrial alien standpoint films have been around for over 100 years. And it wasn't really until like 1950, 1951. Like for me, out of all the alien related films I have, and this, I don't consider it horror because it didn't really scare me. But obviously, given the era, I talked about it in previous years where like the 50 like the 40s and 50s and even like you know 1936 stuff like that those horror films in that time frame were scary for that time frame 
now you watch them, they're not going to scare you. But for me, one of the from a chronological standpoint, one of the earliest alien-related films that's one of my favorites is the original The Day the Earth Stood Still. And obviously the original thing from 100,000 Paths, like that's, you know, those are two of my favorite older, like, 50s films. And I'll, that's kind of, you know, what got me into it. Like, I mean, we had a remake of The Day the Earth Stood Still. And there's a lot of, also, there's a lot of standard films I'm not going to talk about in this just because I feel like they get talked about so much. I'm not talking about the Aliens franchise at all. I love Alien. I love Aliens. You know, Resurrection was a thing. I did really like Prometheus. And then I think it was what Alien Covenant. And then there's Alien Resurrection. I'm not going to be talking about Predator. I'm not going to be talking Predator versus Alien. Those ones, no, because they get talked about so much. And I just feel that there's a lot, not better, but there's a lot of alien horror films that aren't talked about and not brought to the forefront when in a lot of conversations because they're they're definitely overshadowed by these like colossal giant films. So uh yeah, that's 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 kind of like my little um spiel, so to speak, for the first five minutes. Uh it went a little bit longer than I expected. Um so I want it like uh I'm trying to think of how to like organize this because I'm looking at my like prep sheet, my little my little bullet points and Two of my favorite alien films aren't even American. They are from the UK. Uh, if you haven't seen it, Attack the Block is just a genius alien horror action comedy that just John Boyega is in it. And you have oh, Nick Frost. Like It's just so good. And we're on the 10-year anniversary of that film. That That's actually what introduced me to John Boyega like I remember watching that like I I had I found a copy 10 years ago don't judge me it was a long time ago uh your boy was broke and it was so good like I I watched the crap out of it I still do because I believe it's right now it's on Hulu and I think it's on HBO Max so if you haven't checked this movie out definitely check it out it is so good um one of the things that really entertained me was like I should you know there's a I'm misquoting it, but there's a whole line where one of the characters was just like, I shouldn't have left the flat tonight, mate. Like, he was just like, I could have been sitting at home playing FIFA, and it's now we're, we're fighting aliens. Something like along those lines. And I just remember dying laughing because, like, I'm a huge FIFA fan. And I'm like, I could see that being me. Like, oh, there's alien invasion. You're out with your friends. It's like, should have just stayed home. Could have been locked inside, all safe, playing FIFA, not having to deal with this. And then another one is Storage 24. Uh, another UK film about, you know, just various people trapped at a storage facility when there's an alien, basically an invasion. And they're basically, I think there's like one or two aliens at the storage facility. Really good. I, that one was more horror, less comedy. And I was just like, yeah, that's so, that, that those two I hold in high regards because they caught me off guard and they weren't your normal alien horror films. They weren't your stereotypical type. And I know I'm not talking about aliens or predator and alien versus predator and stuff like that, but cause I did bring up the original, the thing. And then, you know, we had the remake with Russell Crowe. And then we had technically the prequel with Mary Elizabeth, uh, 
Mary Elizabeth Winstead. And those ones too, like those, uh, well, the two, the remake and the prequel, not the original anyways, from a visual standpoint, practical effects and makeups, you know, CG and everything else, some of the creepiest, like some of the just gruesome, and like especially, you know, the body morphing and transformations. I love those films so much because the cool thing about like any horror film that decides to go into like the extraterrestrial you know genre there's there's so much you could do with it and i know a lot of people are like ah, oh, but they all seem the same it's like not really i mean you're going to something like they live with freaking roddy piper that was cool you have the original invasion of body statures then you have the remake that was just called invasion actually there was two invade there was like Two invasions of the body snatchers. Then there was one that was just called Invasion. And I know there was another one that came out in the last like four years or so. Cause you know, but like outside of like the remakes, like that's just because they're trying to hit new demographics and a new generation with those. But still, there are so many like things you could do with an alien film. Like my favorite one, and a lot of like my friends laugh because you know, I enjoy, like, the found footage type alien movies. Like, um, there's one, like, actually one just called freaking uh, Extraterrestrial. And I was like, yeah, no, this is good. I like that. And then there's Alien Abduction. There's just it, it, all these ones that uh, end up having... Uh, very parallel so there's a lot of parallels to it especially because like i've already went through you know and done a whole found footage episode so i'm trying not to like talk too much of those but if you haven't gone back and listened to those ones the cliff notes are most of them revolve around okay friends in the woods they're camping or this and that and then you know aliens happen you know that's the best way to say aliens happen aliens exist which is a great blink 182 song which is actually you know i think i might that's gonna be the title episode because I like Blink-22, and I like Aliens, and I like that song. So it checks all the boxes for me. Uh, then you got stuff like the Phoenix Tapes, and it's that which actually try and do, like, found footage. Almost like a documentary, but still horror, of, like, actual reported incidents. So that's the cool thing about, like, extraterrestrial horror films. Especially depending on if they go to sci-fi, or if they try and keep them grounded whether it's found footage, mockumentaries, and I don't mean mockumentaries in the humor makes sense. It's just they're not real documentaries because everything is staged, but they are using references to real incidences that were reported, especially the Phoenix tapes. The Phoenix tapes, I think, is more used than Roswell because, one, you know, it's literally been, what, 46, um, just under six. Uh, I'm just under 60 years since that happened. So it's like, no, that doesn't make any sense to use Roswell incident nowadays. But the Phoenix tapes happening in the 90s. And then, you know, with the day, age of the Internet, people like research. Be like, oh, I want to go check this out. I want to interview these people. So it's like the Phoenix tapes seem to be that incident seems to be more used in the more grounded documentary style. And I actually like that style. I know it's not. There's no such thing as traditional horror anymore. There's so many subgenres, especially with aliens. Like, 
even in my notes right now, I just I started breaking down all the different subcategories and I couldn't because there's just so many you have. Like I said, you have the invasions, you have found footage, you have the documentary type, you have the sci fi, you have the ones in space, you have, you know, all these like there's just too many. So. And it's tough because like even right now, like I have I listed me like I started listing some of my favorites. And then redacting ones like Aliens and Predator and like the super mainstream ones. And I still have a list of like 30. And they're in no particular order. And I was just like scrolling through it. I'm looking at it right now and I'm like, yeah, well, I have, you know, the OG Fire in the Sky from 93. That was, you know, really good. I, that's, it's not my most watch. And then, you know, I have things like A Quiet Place, the part one anyways. Uh, part two wasn't bad, but it just didn't. I don't know. It's not about it. It it, it it felt tone deaf, no pun intended. And then, you know, I have, like, Signs. I think Signs still is one of the best M. Night Shyamalan movies. I think uh, from a pacing, acting, the score, the, the tones, how the filming was done, when it was dark, like, everything. Everything about that film from an alien horror movie or thriller standpoint just... Like it checked all the boxes where I don't like throwing around the term a perfect film, but for me and what I like, that is perfect because he had the conspiracy elements of it, you know. And I, I, I joke around with my friends, and I don't talk about this a lot. I am a huge like UFOologist, UFOlogy, whatever they want to say. I am. I don't want to say I'm obsessed because I don't eat, breathe, and live for extraterrestrial and UFO stuff, but it's like. That's one of the things that really, from a hobbyist standpoint, piques my interest. I have tons of books. I listen to podcasts. I've watched documentaries. Like, I, there's something about it has always, like, piqued my interest. And I will attribute that to X-Files growing up as a kid watching that show, you know, at 9 o'clock at night. I believe it was airing on, like, Fridays or Sundays back then. And I shouldn't have been watching it, but I did. But it was on Fox. So it's like, hey, it's not like it was, you know bad network uh but you know so alien horror films like it still grows is that like i'm like i have that i will say outside of my found footage collection probably extraterrestrial horror films are my second most like collected like just curated in my collection like i've curated almost every found footage film and i've curated about i want to say probably 70 percent of extraterrestrial and ufo related horror films uh, I will have all eventually. I need more space. So, you know, and then I have, like, another, like, because the documentary stuff, like, really always, like, intrigued me. And I know it had low ratings, but, like, The Fourth Kind with Mila Jovovic and Will Patton. So I love that film. And I know it's got, like, because I, I also took notes of ratings because I was curious. It has a 34 meta score. And I'm like, I know it's low. But I actually, like, really enjoyed that. I thought there were some instances where it could have been tweaked and made better. But I like that they used, like, real footage, like, of some of the instances. Like, it was just really good. And it was obviously, like, a reenactment. And some stuff was dramatized. But it was really good. And then we have stuff like uh, Dark Skies. Another great... Like, I feel like from nine, 2000 and, like, Five to like 2013 14 there was a lot of really good 
alien horror films that came out like either they were thrillers mysteries but they were still under the like subgenres of horror that came out because you know one of my favorite ones and one of my friends we talk about this still to this day is cloverfield because it was found footage this that like we love cloverfield we're still waiting for cloverfield too you know uh then you know some more modern ones kind of went very tropey like you had life with jake gyllenhaal and ryan reynolds and rebecca ferguson that was a really good one too i but that i put that into like more of the sci-fi horror not just alien you know related same with like things like event horizon and this and that like i put that more into the sci-fi and then there's some like uh, i'm trying to think out how to word it i don't want to say it's alien related because it's like when you watch it and you've read the book they kind of open a portal so it's like another dimension but it's technically still extraterrestrial like do we count it i don't know but the mist with thomas shane okay i'm just gonna tell you right now i'm a little biased i enjoy thomas jane as an actor i think he is just swell and i and it's a stephen king uh shorts like novella that got turned into a movie like so obviously it's Stephen King related I got it I like it so the mist is another one I'm like I count this as aliens um obviously you know I already said like you know evasion of the body snatchers that was on my list but I put a strike through on it war of the worlds so I actually put the remake as my favorite the 2005 one anyways with that was you know Steven Spielberg and Dakota Fanning and Tim Robbins and Tom Cruise like that was you know that was good and then you know I have okay so I'm kind of just going down the list and talking about the movies like this is that's a, this whole next part is just me going on my list of some of my favorites not all of my favorites because I stopped the list because I was like all right that's too many I think I have enough to talk about because that's always like one of the things I'm worried about is not like I love so much horror stuff that I kind of like have to keep myself in check to make sure that I'm not going on too wild of a tangent. I'm still staying on topic because like I could talk about horror stuff all year round, which is why I am dabbling with a bi-weekly horror podcast that, you know, is going to be debuting on on Halloween. And I know it's going to be debuting a, a podcast on a Sunday is really weird, but I want to. Um, So War of the Worlds was great, but then... This is probably one of my favorite, and it always, like, wigged me out because of the knees on the aliens. <laughs> the Arrival. The 1996 freaking Charlie Sheen movie. Like, it was such a an interesting film. It was very 90s, obviously. But just the whole legs where their knees were inverted. So, like, the knees bent going back towards your back not in front of you something about that always messed with me i don't know if because oddly enough so this movie came out in 96 uh in 1997 i had my first knee injury where i had tore all my cartilage ligaments meniscus acl like everything was destroyed and playing soccer and my jaws 11 like just that's a injury that like is college level you know and professionals athletes not an 11 year old and i remember uh, you know, getting to watch a lot of movies because I was laid up in bed and it happened in the summer, which was horrible to way to spend my summer after surgery and not being able to do anything, especially because living in Connecticut, anyone who's from the New England knows, you know, 
the summer is when you actually get to do things. Cause once it hits like, you know, the end of October all the way to like February, March, sometimes early April, you're not going to have the freedom to just go out and have fun because of snow and rain and how cold it gets. So like that ruined my summer, but I watched a lot of movies, a lot of, there's a little mom pop shop called movie gallery. And yeah, I'd be like, I want that. Like they'd go out and get it for me. Cause I was actually like laid up in bed. It wasn't the recovery time frame now that everyone gets where you're like, Oh, you're on your feet a week later. You know, I was laid up. So that's what I watched the arrival. It's something about the knees just messed with me. Cause I was like, my knees all bang up and mangled up and this and that. And I can't walk. And then I'm just seeing like every time their knees go back, you hear that little crunch noise. I'm like, no, Ugh, so gross. Also, the movie kind of aged well for a 90s alien like horror thriller. It aged very well. Um, and then I put this on the list and I had a little asterisk and a little parentheses after it. It just says super inappropriate. Tread carefully. <laughs> the species trilogy, because literally it's an alien seductress and the whole entire theme of the movie for the first one. Anyway, she's just trying to mate with a human like. And I was just like, okay, so it's about a female alien who's who's horny on Maine trying to just mate with people. And I'm like, Ugh. and obviously another 90s. Uh, it had two great, actually, there's a lot of good actors in this book. Ben, Kins, ben Kingsley and Alfred Molina. And I'm like, uh, to just master class of acting in a 95, 1995 sci-fi horror film with aliens. Like, I would have never guessed, but it like the ninety, the mid nineties had so many weird alien movies, and I'm okay with it. <laughs> um, so I was uh, on the list. I have some other ones, and I always put like uh, this one says uh, it's funny. I I, I want to do because it's tough with doing audio podcasts, and I've been thinking about I want to do video stuff again, but. I kind of want to do it as exclusive content. So I'm thinking of either doing fan house or Patreon, whatever is going to be a cheaper alternative. Cause I don't want you guys to have to like be like, Oh, 20, $30, you know, stuff like that. But, um, I want to do a lot of stuff so you guys can see all the like prep work and behind the scenes in these lists. Cause this one says, all right, this is enough Stephen King. <laughs> like, cause I was going to talk about dream catcher. Cause I do want to do a Stephen King episode. I think, you know, from a standpoint of my love of books and it's not, I really want to do a Stephen King episode, um, especially for his movies, but like just everything. So I had Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher was, oh, I'm trying to think. Um, so Dreamcatcher is probably um, one of the, I'm trying to think out of words. So this book came out in uh, 2001. I was, in oh, I don't even know what grade I was in. I think I was a sophomore. And I just remember or no, it was the towards the tail end of my freshman year. And I am a big, you know, I'm always been a bookworm. I've always especially, you know, I've talked about some of the horror books that I should have never had. Should have never read at certain ages. And you figure at you know, 2001, that's, you know, that's, that's 20 years. Holy shit. I am old. That is 20 years ago. Uh, wow. Okay. Um, so yeah. So you figure at 
15, 14 years old because it came out. I got it on my birthday. It came out a week before my birthday. Uh, so you figure what like 14 year old is going to want a 600 plus page novel to read about aliens in Maine? Like that was me. That, I, I loved Alien so much. And Dreamcatcher is like a soft spot for me because uh, at the time that was actually the largest book I ever read in one sitting. And I read it in I think like a week. Like not even. Like I like if I wasn't at like home doing like if I was home and just not really doing it, I read the book even like weekends. So it's like I and I remember because like I still have the book and I've read it multiple times since then. And the movie, too, is really good. Um, you know, you had Thomas Jane, Jason Lee, Damien Lewis, Morgan Freeman. It was just an ensemble cast, if there ever was one, for a Stephen King movie. And Dreamcatcher is phenomenal. I think that the, the changing of the ending was kind of annoying. Um, but they did do the proper book ending in uh, deleted, like, alternate ending on the DVD and Blu-ray. So that made me happy at least. Um, but that was one of the few times where like I finally like watched a movie that was based on a book and then I was like, oh, this doesn't really match up much, but it's not bad. <laughs> so yeah, that's uh that's 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 Dreamcatcher. Uh also just wanna say I got a thirty five meta score. A lot of the stuff I like got like really low meta scores and really low like ratings, and I'm like, they're still good. I'm just not hypercritical. Um, so, and I'm just to do some honorable, like rapid fire honorable mentions before I dive into actually talking about some other ones. Uh, we had, you know, super eight, which was really good. Um, I already talked about alien abduction, which, uh, is also another situation where a movie that's based on a real life phenomenon in North Carolina, which was the Brown Mountain Lights, um, obviously over extenuating into a movie because we don't know what really happened everything has to be alleged in an incident because the government still hasn't you know said you know that aliens are real they're just now finally saying unidentified flying objects are real but they they mentioned the e-word they're not saying extraterrestrial at all or aliens but um another one obviously james gunn he did slither phenomenal film so good uh, really hilarious. Um, I think Michael Rooker really. I know Elizabeth Banks and Nathan Fillion weren't it great actor actresses, but man, Michael Rooker like killed it in that movie. Uh, obviously, I already talked about like the thing from Another World, which is the 1951 movie that inspired the thing. Um, then you know, another 50s was it, the Terror from Space. I do like a lot of 50s, you know, films, and you know, 60s like Village of the Damned, which also had a remake. Um, a really good film if you haven't seen it. Village of the Damned, either the original or that. Phenomenal. Uh, a lot of '90s on my list. So, uh, like the Puppet Masters from '94, The Faculty, which from Robert Rodriguez, which you know, I, you know, he had Josh Hart in it. He had Usher. Like it was such. That was such like a that honestly, even though it was like late nineties, ninety eight, that was such a nineties film. A big time. Then uh, you know, we have Altered, which was another group of friends in the world. Like a lot of, you know, 
in the wilderness, friends gathering, camping, and then stuff happening. You know, so you had like, you know, altered, you had uh, extraterrestrial, which is, you know, friends, in, which, which is extraterrestrial is a more modern one because it was 2014, which I realize isn't more modern because that was like seven years ago, almost eight years. But another one, a lot of Cabin in the Woods with alien related, like, stuff, you know? And, yeah, so, like, there's just, I don't, like, it's, I'm trying to find uh, more, because there's, like, the Gracefield, like, I'm looking at my list, like, there's a Gracefield incident, so many, like, in the woods, alien films, but it's, like, it's tough, because, like, I, I don't want to go into a deep dive of, like, aliens, anthology, and, like, Predator, stuff like that, because those were, Let's face it, those are the biggest grossing alien films. They are, 100%. They are juggernauts in the alien horror, sci-fi horror. And yes, it is extraterrestrial. Some of them lean more towards sci-fi. And that's what's tough with, like, alien. That's why a lot of stuff that's, like, found footage, the fourth kind, stuff like that. I'm just like, those are more in line of what my, sub my subgenre of horror for extraterrestrial alien films are. Because... There's less sci-fi to it. it. They're more grounded. That's why I like a lot of the, the found footage, the documentary style ones, like the fourth kind, uh, alien abduction, extraterrestrial, the Phoenix tapes. And they all coincide too with the Bigfoot ones. Like I want to do a Bigfoot episode, but I think I'm going to do more cryptids, which I mentioned in the last episode. That's definitely going to happen. Um, And also I want to like, there's, I don't know what it is about alien horror films that are so intriguing. I think because when you realize how vast space is and how we can't sit here and just no one can justifiably sit there and say there earth is it. This is where all the life forms and all the galaxy and all the universe. This is where all the life forms are on this one planet. All the other planets, fuck them. They have no life on them. It's just us. So it's like, when you break that ignorant mentality, and no offense to anyone who believes that, like, okay, guess what? If that's what you honestly want to believe, enjoy your bubble. You know, it's kind of like the whole flat earth thing. Do I think the earth is flat? No. But there's some compelling arguments. <laughs> like, I mean, it doesn't help that Godzilla versus Kong brought up hollow earth theory. And I'm like, oh, you guys really going to bring that up? Like, I thought about it once. And then I read some books on it. And then I watched some documentaries and some YouTube videos. And then I was like, oh, shit. Is it hollow? Is it like, or are we, are we really a Cadbury cream egg? Where like in the middle, there's like molten lava and stuff like that. Or uh, are we hollow like those misleading Easter bunny candy things that are like two feet tall and they cost $18. And then you get it and you're like, oh, I hope there's peanut butter or it's solid. And you bite into it and then it's like, it's hollow. It's like, what do I do? Do I just fill it full of mini M&Ms? Do I have to like put my own flavor inside of this? Because there's no flavor in it. It's just chocolate. Do I like, what do I do? Do I melt peanut butter syrup and put it in there? Like, what do I do with this? Why is it hollow? That's a different story. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't understand. I don't understand hollow or theory. That's the best point. But when you, would, would you just get rid of the thought of where it for life forms and you think of how big the universe is, how 
space. It It's infinite, basically. Unless there's a wall at the end. We don't know. There could be a wall. Like, it could be that the whole, like, at the end of the first Men in Black, when it was, like, the, the all little marbles, and then we're in, like, a school locker of, like, an alien. I, I don't know. But when you think of infinite space, that there's countless stories that could be written and told. Things like, one of the more unique ones that I really like is the Europa Report. I think that is just such a unique film in this space of extraterrestrial horror that not a lot of filmmakers and writers and that have done that before. Event Horizon, still one of my favorite movies of all time. I will talk about that as much as I can, you know? And it's just like, when I look at my list and I just see all the parallels and all the similarities, it kind of bothers me. But it doesn't because all great films, for me, I think they're great. I enjoy them. But it's like, when you have so much, like, it's all about your creativity. You have There could be unlimited creativity when it comes to extraterrestrials because we haven't technically seen any. It's not technically proven, even if we believe it or not. But you can make up whatever you want. No one can say, well, that's not how it is. It's like, really? Tell me how it is. What do you know? Hmm? I'm waiting. So, my thing is, we have all this evidence. Like, one of the last, and it got ruined. This this franchise got ruined so quick. And it's painful. There was this movie that came out called Skyline. And I think anyone who's listening to this who's seen Skyline knows knows where I'm going with this. It upset me so much. Because the first one was so good. The CG at the end, the latter half of the film, not so much. But the first mm, two-thirds to 75% of the film, so good. And then, I don't know what happened. And sorry about that. I have allergies, and I'm trying not to sneeze. So I did, like, this weird inward sneeze. And, yeah. Uh, it's just so good. And... Then I saw Beyond Skyline and Skylines, I believe, was the other one. And I was like, what in the hell is this? Why Why did this happen to this franchise? No. Bad. And I just wanted to roll up a newspaper and just hit them on the nose. And be like, why did you do this? Like, it's like the whole Obi-Wan Anakin. It's like, you were the chosen one. You could have made really great alien horror movies. Not destroy the genre. Blah. But I digress. So there's because there's just so much infinite like and it was so creative and I was like I love the the best thing about alien films and horror films is the creativity it that's all it is whatever you can imagine whatever your creativity is as long as without budgets you know we're not you're not trying to make like a three hundred million for you're not trying to get a Marvel budget on a horror film because let's face it especially with alien films you can overproduce them like one like Alien Covenant was good. Prometheus was good. I will say Prometheus seemed a little too overproduced for me. And but like as a prequel setting up the original franchise this and that, I Prometheus and Covenant were so good. Um I'm ho I, I'm hoping we get another one. I think from a time frame there should be one more technically in the timeline before the first alien film dropped from a story chronological order standpoint. I'm hoping that's the case cuz I actually like those. Um I don't want any more Predator films, though. I really don't. 
They they keep trying. I can give them credit for trying, but you know, it's not working. So, but like with the creativity standpoint, it's like you could come up with anything, and I, but I do enjoy the creativity of like taking real incidents, like you know the one in North Carolina, Phoenix, Roswell, you know all these reported sightings because you have to say reported sightings because that's what it is. Nothing's been confirmed. And but then like building a story around those, I, I, that's probably the toughest thing to do because besides just coming up with something original, because you have to now factor in what people who claim and witness these things have taken into account and try and like spin it, spin the narrative, so to speak. And I appreciate when those are done right in alien films. I also like when it's just something outlandish and ridiculous, like attack the block. I mean, it's still good. Action was good. Very realistic in the sense of like, okay, we got some weeby otakus just like with a samurai sword and, you know, fireworks and Roman candles and this and that, like taking down aliens. And I'm just like, that's, that's cool. A lot of pop culture references. I enjoy that, you know? And so there's some, is it like when you get into the ridiculous, like, uh, oh, what was the world's end? Another one, which Every time I talk about comedy, horror, and, you know, this, you have to go with, you know, Simon Pegg and Edgar Wright and Nick Frost with their trilogy of, you know, Shaun of the Dead and then Hot Fuzz and then At World's End. Uh, Hot Fuzz obviously being a cop movie, doesn't really fit in any of the horror ones, but, you know, Shaun of the Dead being a horror comedy about zombies, At World's End being like a horror comedy about alien invasion. And the invasion one's like, okay, I... I actually don't really like alien invasion films. Uh, Independence Day ruined me because I was 10, uh, you know, 4th of July weekend. Dad took me to go see Independence Like, I will say this from my childhood. Like, I don't talk about my childhood a lot. I don't talk about my personal life a lot. Uh, you know, it's just not something I want to share. And it's, it doesn't need to be necessary on a dirty podcast, honestly. I'm not trying to bring the tone down. But one of my favorite things about the summers and this and that was getting to see horror films. And just films in general. Like, you know, Twister. Twister and Independence Day are like in the second Ninja Turtles film. Those are like my three favorite childhood memories going to see a movie. Because then, you know, a few years later, you know, I was 12 and going with my friends instead and this and that to go see, you know, Pokemon, the first movie and Digimon, the movie and stuff like that. So realistically, up until like, you know, I was 11, 12, I was mainly, you know, my dad was the one who would take me to the movies or my mom. You know, my mom took me to see Ninja Turtles, all three of them. Uh, I don't know why, especially the third one doesn't exist. So I don't have any memory of that. But it's intriguing, you know, like Independence Day was such a pop culture film. And I didn't even count it as a horror film. Like, but it kind of, that started a lot. Between that and the X-Files, like those two, that started everything. And I've always been really critical of like invasion films because there's never been any for me personally, on the same scale as Independence Day. And then when you look at... So a lot of the invasion movies now are more like the body snatchers type. Where they're just like, okay, they're assimilating humans. And I'm like, again? I was like, I don't 
I don't like this. Like, I, I'll still watch them because they're aliens. So of course, I'm going to watch it. But it's like the taking over by assimilating people has been so played out as a horror subgenre for extraterrestrial films that I'm just like, I'm over it. Like, I don't want any more of those anymore. I want freaking, I want massive scale. Like, especially, like, okay, they tried to do Independence Day Resurrection or whatever that thing was called. That was horrible. All right. I'm sorry. It was just bad. And I will never, I will never watch it again. And no disrespect to my non-biological father, uh, Jeff Goldblum. You know, he's, it just, that movie didn't do it for me. And I always say Jeff Goldblum because, like, I'm a huge fan of his. And uh, I think, you know, he was a horror icon. He is. He should be acknowledged for how good. I mean, The Fly. He was invasions of an Invasion of the Body Snatcher. Snatchers. I don't know why I made it singular. Like, there's one body snatcher just going around like, that body right there. I want it. No, there's more than one. Uh, you know, so two iconic films. So it's like you have to acknowledge that, like, he and, you know, Jurassic Park counts as a thriller. Like, so he hit, he got aliens, human transformation, sci fi, and dinosaurs. <laughs> he wins 100%. But there's just the evasion type ones, like, they haven't really done it. And, like, they've been doing it more as, like, TV shows, um, like Falling Skies. Uh, was it, what's that other one that was out? Uh, the colony stuff like, like so they started doing more tv shows for that stuff and i will be doing a deep another episode just going over horror tv shows and not anthologies because i met i mentioned it last week with the anthologies where i was like i'm not going to talk about creep show the show i'm not going to talk about the friday 13th or the nightmare on elm street television shows or tales from the crypt i am going to be doing like horror thrill like style tv shows and i will be breaking down into genres because there are like alien invasion ones there are anthology style ones there's things like american horror story the purge there's a lot so that's something that is going to be in another episode probably next week I don't have to check my notes because I researched a majority of the more TV show ones, a lot more work into it because there's so many and I don't want to confuse them all. Whereas like the alien ones, like I watch so many alien movies. I'm like, okay, there's just like footnotes. The other ones have like full breakdowns. So I don't like make any mistakes. Uh, but yeah, alien films so much like this is definitely, like I said, this is a category that when the horror podcast launches, there will be multiple episodes like, deep diving breaking down this subgenre of horror films because there are so many and they've been around realistically they've been around the longest out of any like horror genre because you know especially in the 50s and 60s aliens and extraterrestrials and like those were the thing that that was like the creature feature if it wasn't like a universal monster movie it was something related to like an alien like the thing from a thousand like another world and you know the day the earth like those films were the catalyst that started extraterrestrial and invasion films so it's been like basically 71 years so there's a re there's a deep history and rich lore especially when you get into like the late 60s and the 70s films about with extraterrestrials and then you get into the 80s and as well as those things too it's like not all of them were horror either some of them were just sci-fi and with no horror. So it's like, you know, navigating those waters in those decades, those time periods is really 
tough. But it is something I plan on doing with the side podcast because, like, that's going to be big. Uh, but, yeah, that's it for that. that. That's it for the alien horror films. Uh, I am delayed on editing. I am getting up my VHS 94 or, nine, yeah, um, review up on the Nerd Name Mark Reviews uh, podcast, RSS feed, as well as some other horror films. I have to edit them. I have five right now in the bank that has to be edited. I will be putting probably, like, two up this week because i didn't put any up next last week i mean i'll put three up this week and put like probably two up next week um i have the list of all the ones i'm reviewing some modern ones some throwbacks to some classic like iconic films and then some more obscure ones that you know a lot of people probably don't have even heard of like uh, uh i'm trying to think there's one that i was really excited um because it is the 10 year anniversary of it called um or it's almost a 10 uh, it's called Area 407, um, and it came out on Halloween in 2011, so that's definitely what I'm really excited to play about. I am mad, uh, I found out that there was a second film, um, and I never knew that they made a second film, so, like, now I need to, I need to find a copy of that one, because, uh, yeah, I want to watch it, but, that's it. Uh, you got a lot coming down the pipeline, so make sure you just subscribe. If you're on uh, Apple Podcasts, leave me a five-star review. Subscribe on all those. Uh, I noticed with Spotify now, because of how I host my podcast through Anchor, I can ask like a weekly question. So that's something I'm toying around the idea with. So if you are listening on Spotify, uh, let me know on social media. You can follow me, a nerd named Mark, on almost everything. And I'm just curious to see if... Um, you know, how these questions work when I ask them, because I think it shows up on the screen. I don't know yet. I'm going to toy around with it and see how it works. But yeah, thank you guys for listening. This has been episode 90. 90. I'm 10 episodes away from 100. And this is crazy because I haven't really done the math, so to speak. Um, but I do believe... Uh, I will actually hit 100 episodes the week of Christmas. That is crazy. Unless I do any special episodes before then, which I do plan on doing, so it'll probably be closer to Thanksgiving because there's two special one-shots that I plan on doing that aren't horror-related, so I'm kind of like sitting on them. I recorded them, and it's like eating away at me because there's some comic book situations going on right now that's been trending. And I did a quick little, you know, Kind of like I did the Hasbro one, quick little like 10 to 12 minute uh, recording, just addressing some situations that were bothering me about the fake outrage. And I was like, I got to wait. It's horror month. I can't put that up. But from a time frame standpoint, this it may go up <laughs> before then. I just don't want to break the chain of the um, horror episodes, so to speak. Um but that being said, I thank you guys for listening. I saw the numbers. Uh, obviously, because it's horror month, the numbers are up, a, you know, exponentially compared to regularly. Because I am talking about horror, and that is more widely like there's a lot of comic book fans out there, a lot of video game fans out there. But horror is such a specific niche audience. So if you are a regular listener listening to this, even if you're not a big fan of horror, I thank you for listening. All the new listeners, welcome, welcome to Under Name Mark Podcast. Like 
I don't always talk about horror stuff, obviously, because it's just October, but I do dabble in it throughout the year if it's like new movies or horror video games. Speaking of, Alan Wake, mm, delicious. And I do have a horror video game episode that I will be recording with a couple guests that will be coming out soon uh, because I haven't even recorded it yet. So it'll be out eventually, but it'll be before the month is over at least. So I thank you guys for listening to episode 90 of a Nerd Named Mark podcast. My name is Mark and I'm a nerd. 